Okay, let's, let's, sorry, you just sit down. Can you stand with me? I want us to pray a prayer together. You all know this prayer. Um, you can, I, you can put up that, Donnell, you can put up that first scripture. Let's pray this together. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 So um, this morning... um, I see some people that, that I do not know. My name is Maurice. Um, I'm actually Afrikaans, um, but I speak the English very deliciously. Okay, so, um, and, um, but yeah, just amazing, just amazing what the Lord has been doing. I've, I've seen so many images of the Lord even in this morning. Um, I saw some kids worship this morning for, like I've never seen before, and that was beautiful to me. I saw Jesus in that. Um, and you know this is this is really oh, it is really such a powerful time of just glorifying Jesus. And I know for some of us might feel a bit older, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of energy in the front. I, I can't keep up. But the Bible says those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. <laughs> so I want to encourage you. It's like um, this. It's not about just young vibey. Team T students that's coming in and youthies that's, that, that's setting the pace. It's like those who wait upon the, And there's something of, of the Lord for every one of us to, to praise Him in this way because He is worthy of all of our praise. Um, so I want to encourage you, if you felt a bit out and like, Yo, what is, just wait on Him and renew your strength and then join them <laughs> with everything in you. Even if it's just a tap, you tap it. And you go for it. I know sometimes we have physical kind of um, restrictions, but there is something of praising Jesus together as his people. So, yeah. All right. So last week we we started off with um, praying like Jesus, part one. Today is part two. Um, Those of you that weren't here, um, I'll quickly give a a summary. But we asked the question, how important is prayer to Jesus? And we find that it was very important. We find scriptures where he prays through the night. We find scriptures where he prays early mornings. We find scriptures where Jesus prayed for basic things like food. He prayed in the ordinary day. Um, we, pr- we find Jesus praying before great temptation to the point of blood sweat. We find Jesus praying when he just got bad news. We find Jesus praying constantly through the Gospels. And, and that's, to Jesus, prayer was very important. And the encouragement that I feel the Lord wants to bring us is pray like Jesus. If prayer is so important to Him, sometimes we say, I said it this last week, but sometimes I'm too busy to pray. It seems like the more busy Jesus became, the more He prayed. And, and there's something really powerful in praying. Um, and then, but then sometimes you say, but Morris, I don't know what to do. Sometimes I sit with the Lord and it's just like, creak, creak, 
back and you like Dallas said you pray against the ceiling and you like <laughs> and you do your best prayer um and it's something amazing the disciples they they only had three years with Jesus and one of the disciples in Luke 11 came to Jesus after he was praying alone he said Lord will you teach us to pray and then they got into this our father who are in heaven. So that was the prayer that Jesus taught him. Um, now, if we look at um, Matthew, oh, let's read um, Luke 11. I'm going to jump between the two. Um, now, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John um, taught his disciples. And then Jesus said, when you pray, say, now, if you go to Matthew, the, it says the following. It says, pray then in this way. And I think sometimes if we hear a preach like this, it's like, okay, every time when I pray, I'm going to say, Our Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Um, but Jesus said, pray in this way. This wasn't just a prayer to be copied. Even though this is a very important prayer, it was a prayer that, that has certain keys of how a time of prayer should look like. And so he gave us a model. And so what I felt is to actually look at this prayer and, and look at some things. And I've studied this prayer so many times this week and looking from different angles. And the more I study, it's just books and books and books that's opening up in front of me. And I, last night I felt the Lord says, Maurice, you want them to pray. You don't want to give them a theology lesson. <laughs> you want, so the aim of today is actually that it will be fuel on your prayer life. And that's what I'm trusting for. It's not going to be complicated, I hope. <laughs> um, but that it will stir your faith to pray when you come. And when you pray, pray in this way. What are some keys that we can take from this prayer? Um, and... I'm going to start with the first line, our Father. Now, for many of us, we don't understand really actually how significant those two words were, our Father. Because before that moment, none of the saints before has ever called God Father. And Jesus is coming and he says, our Father who are in heaven. He says, the one who is above, the one that you have been sacrificing stuff and and he was very far and and you had to do all these things to get to him has come close and you can call him father you can call him father he's he's no longer just up there he is your father he's my father he's your father and so what's beautiful about this prayer that jesus says we don't pray to god to the guy up somewhere in the sky <laughs> He's with us. He is our Father. And the language there is relational. It is not coming like a humble servant coming to <laughs> and looking. It is some, they, we'll get to that. But there's a sense of that there's an invitation into a relationship. Into almost like where you start. Doesn't matter what's going to happen now. What is important is this connection right now. Even if no words have been spoken, he is your father. And I know for many people that 
this, just this concept is so difficult because we, our earthly fathers were not that great. I mean, my dad was an alcoholic, and, and I saw stuff that, that just like if you look at a father, it's, it's like when you want to say our father, you need to get the image of your earthly view of, of what a father is out because our father is not like our earthly fathers. He is not like the father that we know. Some of us have good dads. And, 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 and even um, the gospel says that you um, will, if you come and ask for a bread, will, will he give you a stone? But you that are good, you that are evil, um, give good gifts. How much more will your heavenly father? So even if we as fathers that want to do our best to, to, to give to our, to our kids, um, the Bible says, our Father in heaven is, He tops that. So, to come with this prayer, and you, you have like, when you say the word Father, you're like, uh, trust the Lord to come and give you a revelation of your heavenly Father. Because this is our Father who is in heaven. He's the one who is in heaven. That is your Father. And He loves you. And you can call Him Father. Because he loved you so much that he gave his son. If he didn't give Jesus, you could not say our father. But he gave his son so that you can say with Jesus, our father. And you see, this prayer is not just a prayer to be prayed alone. It's, just, it's something of the disciples were praying this together. Our father. So suddenly it brought them into family. <laughs> it was no longer we were random citizen that our father brought us together so when you start your prayer just say our father and let it sink in before you babble a bunch of words even before that it says these pharisees they get on the street corners and they babble all these words for people to hear say not it's not about babbling a lot of words it is about actually are you, are you focused on what you're praying? And, and do you actually know what you pray? How many of us have prayed this prayer so many times? And we say, oh, Father, we are in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And we actually don't even think of what we pray. So I want to encourage you, when you get to our Father, when Jesus prayed, it says there's scriptures where he was standing praying. There were scriptures where he was kneeling praying. And then there were times where he is on his face before the Lord. May there be moments when you say, our Father, that you just stop and just think that He's your Father. Maybe it's a moment to thank Him for salvation. Maybe it's a moment to remember what He's done for you on the cross. Maybe it's a moment just to thank Him that He's added you to a family of other believers. Trust Him to come and reveal Himself to you in amazing ways. This scripture was read by Elijah in, in, in prayer meeting. It was one of the scriptures that I felt like, whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. And you know, that thing, our Father who is in heaven, there is no one like him. 
Who do I, who do I have in heaven? Like there's no one that can compare to who he is. He stands alone. He stands alone. He alone is worthy. So when we say, our Father, Lord, you are other. You are not like anything that I have ever seen or experienced. You, who do I have? There's no one. The scripture is just like, who, whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on the earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. And then we get to the, 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 the next part. Um, it says three things. Your name, your kingdom, and your will. How many times when we come to pray, says, Lord, my problem, my thing, <laughs> my thing. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he started with the Lord. The focus was with the Lord. And, you know, sometimes I come even like, it's like, you know, we're all sinful and we sin. And then he's like, Lord, please forgive me when you come. He's like, you know when you're going to pray that prayer. But even in this prayer, there wasn't that. It started with the Lord. And then I'm thinking of Hebrews um, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. So even before you start saying sorry, come to the one who is merciful. Come to the one who is, and this is the next thing, hallowed be your name. Your name being set apart. Your name is holy. Your name is to be revered. Your name is to be esteemed. Your name is to be treasured. Your name, there is no one like you. Your name is holy. Lord, your name be holy in my work circumstances. Lord, your name to be revered in my family. Lord, your name to be revered in my marriage. It's not just hallowed be your name, which is something. It is real for here. It's close. It is, Lord, holy is your name. And it says, at the mention of his name, every knee will bow. So we start off. From a place where it's not, I am weak and I need you, Lord. Is Lord, you are big. You are amazing. And then I come with my need. So it says, your name, your kingdom, your will. I felt something like just in my preparation, when I got to the later parts of this prayer, I felt like even the... The, the grace of just what I'm going to speak on was, was lighter than how the Lord highlighted just that phrase, your name, your name. Speak his name into the areas in your life where you, some, I'm trusting that, I'm, I'm trying to be quick so that at the end we can pray. That at the end that we can speak his name into where there's sickness. That we can say, hallowed be your name where there's cancer. Hallowed be your name where there's broken relationship. Hallowed be your name. Lord, your name that's above every other name. We want to say, holy, holy, holy is you, are you God. And then it goes to the next part. It says, just before I go. So it starts with worship. It starts with adoration. It starts with looking at him. And I think that's what Richard was picking up. It's like, Bringing out who God is. Celebrating who God is. That is how Jesus taught his disciples. There was space for lists. But it came later. 
after we have seen him. Because sometimes when we've seen him, some of our list doesn't matter anymore. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So sometimes we come with our list and it overwhelms us. But if we come with a big view of God, we might find faith to pray the right prayers in that. Um, and then it says, your kingdom come. Your kingdom. This father is a king. And he sits on a throne, and he has a rule, and he has a reign. And we know that his kingdom has not fully come. It has come, but it, it will one day, it will come fully. And the full manifestation, when Jesus came, come back, we will see the full manifestation of his kingdom coming. But he is a king, and we are his sons, and we live in an evil world. And when we can say, let your kingdom come, we say, king, come in and rule in this situation. Sit on your throne. And this is like, I remember there, I was still a student in TMT many years ago, and I was leading worship at a school, um, and there was a, a space where um, we were one of the schools, and it was known for a lot of Satanism things coming. And as we were leading, we felt people coming in, and there was massively resistance, massive resistance coming in. And these four or five guys came, and you, you knew there was... They, they weren't serving Jesus. And they sat there to really actually disrupt the meeting. And we prayed. And we, we did whatever we can. And at a point, the Lord says, pray, let my kingdom come. And it was like all of them stood up as one and they walked out. And I was like, wow! <laughs> it's like when the king is in the room, <laughs> all other kings need to bow, bow their, their knees. And it's like when we say, let your kingdom come. There's an opportunity for the king to step into that situation and his rule and his reign. But coupled with that is, is the following. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So his kingdom coming is connected with his will. So even Jesus prayed and he said, Father, if it's your will, please remove this cup from me. I mean... Jesus had all the authority to call legions of angels to sort these Roman soldiers out. Just like that. Clap, clap. Klar. Sort hulle uit, heren. Hulle slaan my. They are treating me unfairly. And Jesus went and he asked the Father, said, Father, if you will, let this cup pass. And it wasn't the Father's will. So the Father's will was to take Jesus through the cross. So that we can have eternity. So sometimes praying, let your kingdom come, is connect. It's not something. It's connected to the will of the Father. So if we spend more time with the Lord, we'll get to know His will, and we will be able to pray, let your kingdom come, in such a more powerful way. Now, those of you that are that, that are married, um, if you've been married for quite a long time, you sort of know the will of your wife, no? <laughs> There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind of point where you think, I know what she likes, um, what she doesn't like. And I, I, real, I realized very early on that I cannot assume 
that that is what Juliet liked and what she doesn't like. Sorry, Julie. <laughs> but there was a time where Julie wasn't drinking a lot of coffee or anything. She was drinking Red Bo Rooibos tea. <laughs> and, and then we, we were uh, Red Bulls. <laughs> and we were with people, and they asked, okay, what do you want to drink? And, and I said, would Julie want coffee? I said, no, she doesn't drink coffee. And she looked at me, and she says, who say I don't want to drink coffee? <laughs> and I realized I had to spend more time with my wife to actually know what is her heart. What is her will? What is so that I don't make assumptions? And sometimes we make assumptions with God that he's going to do this in this moment or do this. But we don't know his will. We actually need to start with our father relationship and get his heart. And then we'll be able to release the prayers that will shake whatever needs to be shaken, which he wants to shake. Which he, who he wants to heal, who he wants to deliver, who he wants to set free in that moment. Um, so I believe that we need to pray big prayers this year according to his will. Um, and if Jesus had to, to ask the Father for his will, why do we want to think that we can think out our good ideas? Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done. And his will is perfect. There's no will like his will. His will is good. It is it's nothing like what we know. And I want to tell you, you can ask for his will. It will be better for you, what you than what you can think out. And sometimes his will is to do this. And you come and you petition. And, you, and then it might be that, that God says, offer this one. I love his heart and his passion. I'm going to just heal that one anyway. <laughs> it wasn't like I'm going to do that today. Because I, it's just I'm God and I can do whatever I want to. <laughs> and that's, that's who God is. That he has a will that is his will. And, and we need to be on the right side of that. And relationship with him. So I want to encourage you. If you want to pray the prayers of the Lord. Get close to him. Say our father. And then we get into the give me, forgive us, lead us not, and deliver us. So the, like it's a big chunk of just before we've asked anything. And you look at that scripture in Romans 5 where before you've done anything, Christ died for you. It just takes works out of the, out of the equation. Before you've done anything, and even... Come to him who is able, who is mighty, who is strong. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Every daily bread was, is a symbol of that which I need for this day. The Father knows what you need. Sometimes he won't give you what you want, but he will give you what you need. And there is a place to come and ask. And it's not to heap up all these like for tomorrow. I mean, if you think of the Israelites in the desert, they, um, they only got manna for that one day. <laughs> it, was, it was, give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus is also our bread, the living bread. <laughs> so even in that prayer, you can use asking for Jesus. You're asking. So this prayer is so full of Jesus, full of God. And, and it's something really powerful to pray. So we can bring our lists. But you, you'll find that as you spend time with them, you'll actually 
see things shift already and start praying into those things. And we have brought our list in this week. We've prayed for that fire. As, as, as we prayed for you, one of them, I said, Lord, I know there are people in the area that maybe don't serve you. But I trust you for every righteous person that you will save their home. Every person. I, I, I cried out like um, Abram said, like, is Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> like, Lord, if there's 50. <laughs> Lord, if there's, I know about Johan and Jordina. I know about, um, what's, uh, I can't remember his name. Ein, <laughs> Ein, yeah. I know about them. And, I mean, we fellowship there. And I pray that you will keep their homes. And, and then that fire stopped. That fire stopped. It is, and that fire is still raging. And we, we, we should not stop praying. This, it's um, something that's real. But God is, he do listens to what we ask. And you come, you can come and ask him. So Lord, I need breakthrough in this area. Lord, I trust you for this. You can. And, but not my will, but your will be done. And I said this last week. It's not so much about the list, it's about the outcome, it's about the relationship journey that you have in the time that you're praying. So, come and ask, and I've seen God move, and I've seen God do miraculous things. I've seen God heal people from cancer. I've seen God heal people, save people, deliver people. I've seen Him do that. And I'm, I'm expecting that He will continue to do this this year so that His kingdom can advance in this valley. Um, and then it goes on. I just want to move on quickly. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Now, sometimes we become so familiar to confess our sins. It's like, Lord, forgive me, I've sinned. But Andrew Murray um, said this thing, be aware of the prayer for forgiveness becoming a formality. Only that which is sincerely confessed is really forgiven. <laughs> so it's not words that you ramble off and just say it. It's like only sins that you sincerely confess, those is the ones that the Lord will forgive. So bring your sins. Come to him boldly. Remember, you've seen him as the father. You come to him as the king. You know, you know when you sin and you, you almost feel like you don't want to read Bible, you want to hide? Whoever you've experienced that is like, you're like, <laughs> I, I cannot worship now. I'm going to be fake or whatever. But the Bible says come boldly. And then he says go and sin no more. So he has the ability to forgive sins. So if you come to him and ask him to forgive you, and I believe true maturity, and I've heard this from a guy, Artie Kennel, said true maturity in a believer is the time gap between sin and repentance. The quicker you repent, the more it shows your maturity. Otherwise, we'll justify, we'll reason it out. No, Lord, you know my heart, you know this. And, and I say, sorry, Lord, I've sinned. Forgive me. I need you. I need you in my life. It's a moment where you say, God, I need you. I, I cannot live this life without you. I am completely dependent upon you. This, this bar of holiness is so high that I cannot reach it. I cannot do this without Jesus. So I need the cross. I need the working of the cross in my life. And that's why I'm running to you first. And I'm asking you, did you forgive me? And then say, as we forgive others. Now this prayer assumes that you have already forgiven 
whoever has sinned against you when, before you start praying this prayer. You see how important it is. It seems like forgive us as we forgive. So it, 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 it takes that you have already took the step. You left your gift before the altar. You first went to make right of your brother. Then you br bring your gift. It is like that sense of that's how important it is to make right with one another. Your sins, you want the Father to not withhold forgiveness from you when you have sinned. Why do you want to hold, withhold forgiveness from somebody that has sinned against you? We become like Jesus when we forgive others. And there's so much more that I can say on this. So I'm just going to move on before I get too deep. Lead us. Um, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, we all know that it's not God that leads us into temptation. We know it's Him that tests us and they bring trials and so, so that our testing of our faith. But it's interesting that these words is used, lead us, do not lead us into temptation. Um, and I know there's maybe many nuances about this, but this is how I see it. And I just want to, James 1 verse 13 says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. So what are we praying? says, Lord, I know there are desires in me that wants to tempt me and lead me. Lead me not in that way. Lead me, I surrender, I submit to you, Holy Spirit, to lead me out of that place where my desires wants to go and sin. Because sin will give birth to, to sin, to death. And have you experienced that death that sin brings? It's not lacquer. It is not lacquer. It is, so that's like, it's like spider webs. You just want to get it off of you. You don't want it on you and you don't want to get, who wants to run into you, these big spider webs? Huh? Nobody wants to run into it. It's like, but your heart's like, yeah, run through the spider web. No, get it off of you. Don't run through it. Holy Spirit, lead me not to those things. <laughs> I ask you, I surrender to you. I submit my life to you. Lead me not into those things that, that my heart is thing. And I, maybe this is a very simple thing, but this is how I see it. It's like, I know that God is not leading me, but I, I, I can ask Him to lead me into Him. Um, and then the last one, deliver us. And you know, I could actually spend much more time on each of these, so I'm just running through it now. Um, and it says, the meaning of the word deliver is to draw to oneself. So when you pray, Lord, deliver me, you say, Lord, draw me to yourself. Draw me to yourself. Draw me to yourself. So that whatever evil that the enemy has planned, that it will not come. And we know sometimes even when we're drawn to him, there's tests, there's trials, and we go through difficult things. I'm not saying that that is without that. But I've seen that when I pray that, is there's a greater grace to be drawn to Him. There's one guy that um, spoke to this person. I heard the story a very long time, so I'm, I'm not going to do it justice to tell it like completely accurately, like the word for word. But it's something like this. This guy came and says, like, you pray for all these things, and, and you say that God hears your prayers. 
um, don't you think it's just coincidence that these things happen? Like you pray, it's, do you think it's just coincidence that the fire stopped in front of the house? And this guy said, well, it could be coincidence, but all that I know, the more that I pray, these coincidences hap- happens more frequently. <laughs> and the thing is, let, let's pray like Jesus. And if you look at this prayer, it starts off with worship. It ta- starts off with relationship with the Father. It, it's, it's about a king who sits on a throne that's coming to rule. You set the stage for the king to come in. There's a, there's a, and, and it's not what I want, it's what he wants. It's what his purpose is for your life, for, for, for this congregation. And then we can come and say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sin. Um, as we forgive others, lead us not into temptation, um, but deliver us from the evil. And this is my prayer that even now, um, I want us to, if the band can come to the front, I want, I want them to do a song Last night, as, as, as I was preparing, I felt um, this song. Is, uh, like, Yo, Lord, this, this is really, like, my heart is resonating. This like speaking the name of Jesus into circumstances. Now, you will see they speak the name in the song into various circumstances. And I want you, the moment when you feel you want to stand, you want to speak, there might be a situation that you want to speak the name of Jesus in. Who's trusting the Lord for healing in this place? I felt the Lord wants us to pray for healing. Okay. Um, Anyone else trusting for healing? I want you to speak the name of Jesus into those situations. Um, I want this, uh, there's going to be a time where we're going to turn to one another and we're going to pray this morning. And we're going to speak the name. We're going to declare the name of Jesus into this this situation, David came and he said he felt like even for spouses, they were trusting for um, some, their husband or their wife that's not serving the Lord and wanting them to come to, the Christ, to Christ. Um, is that correctly? So even to pray for that. Last week we prayed for marriages and we heard that even after the prayer, there was already a move that God has done amazing thing in marriages. I want to pray big prayers this morning, and I really want to trust the Lord to come. And if you're prophetic and you have got a word of knowledge, we're going to call these things out, and we're going to speak the name of Jesus into these areas. And then I want us to pray for this fast, that the Lord will come and strengthen you, that He will speak to you, that He will lead you, and that He will be the one that leads you. That if you fast, that you'll fast because He is tugging on your heart. It's not because Morris said we're doing a fast or whatever, but it's something that he is doing. It's like you, and you do this with faith. You do this as he is leading you. Um, so maybe just sing the song one, and if you, every moment, any moment in the song when you feel you want to stand up and you want to declare this to the Lord, just get on your feet, and then we're going to pray together.